The Zamzo's Garden Show is sponsored by Zamzo's. The views, opinions, and advice offered by the show's hosts do not necessarily reflect those of KBOI or its parent company, Cumulus Media. KBOI makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information expressed and shall not be responsible or liable for any claims arising out of the use of or reliance upon any such information. What kind of seeds are you sowing? Why is it so green where you're from? It must be Zamzo's growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see it. Got the help that you needed. Zamzo's really makes you want to come home. I'm coming home. Cause nobody knows. Like Zamzo's. News Talk 670 KBOI. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on News Talk 670 KBOI. To be a part of the show, call now, 1-800-529-KBOI or 336-3700. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on the Big 670 KBOI. How's it going, everybody? This is the Zamzo's Garden Show, and I am your host, Nolan Guthrie, live in studio, talking to you today on what is quite a cloudy Saturday. Um, but even a cloudy Saturday still is it's kind of beautiful in its own way, right? Um, and there's lots of stuff that we can be doing. Actually, what's nice about a cloudy day, especially uh, this early in the year, is it's a great time to do some yard work because it's not super hot and you can plant things and it's easier for plants. But we're going to get into all that stuff here in just a little bit. Um, I was thinking about talking about some lawn stuff um, and maybe some uh, some other things. But if you've got something that you're interested in, something that you have a question about, uh, you know, what are you doing out in the lawn and garden this weekend? Give me a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. I'd love to talk to you. We've been getting some really great calls uh, over the last uh, couple weeks, and uh, and I really appreciate getting a chance to talk to everybody and, and just see what's going on out in the lawn and garden uh, across the Treasure Valley. So go ahead and give me a call. That number again, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Okay, i got a few things to kind of get out of the way here. And I shouldn't say it like that. It kind of sounds like I, you know, I have to do it. But I like talking about this sort of stuff. Uh, Backyard Berry and Fruit Fest technically ends tomorrow, the first day of spring. Um, but there's still lots of plants coming in. I got an email yesterday saying we've got a huge shipment of strawberries coming in next week. So uh, really, you know, Backyard Berry and Fruit Fest is just a year long thing. We always should just be planting more, you know, trees and and shrubs and and berries and all sorts of stuff. So, but that uh, that's technically still going on uh, through next uh, or to, 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 through tomorrow. But we do still have a lot of stuff going on. And remember, you can get uh, lots. We've got lots of care guides, spraying guides. Um, you can even sign up for uh, text reminders for fruit tree applications and care. There's a new feature, new thing we're adding this year. So check that out at your local Zamzos. You can still get those coloring sheets for the kids if they want a free pack of strawberries. And uh, they can just color that and bring it back into the store and get a free pack of strawberries, which is awesome. So we got that going on now. And uh, like I said, lots of plants still coming in, um, I think. They just got another shipment of trees and shrubs over at the Chinden store as well. So lots of stuff coming in, and uh, we're just 
we're just getting started with spring here. See, it feels like, although it's, it always feels like it's been going on for a while, but it technically starts tomorrow. Okay, um, next week, next Saturday, we will have a, another lawn care college that's going to be at all 13 Zamzo's locations across the Treasure Valley. So if you're uh, new to caring for lawns or you've been doing it for a while and you want a refresher or you have some questions, you know, you can call the store or you can go to the go to the lawn care college next Saturday. Store near you starts at 10 o'clock, goes for about an hour till 11 at all 13 Zamzo's locations. So check that out. And uh, we've got a nice uh, little booklet that you get when you go to the uh, lawn care column. It's got a lot of uh, pictures of a lot of the really common issues that our lawns tend to deal with here in the Treasure Valley. So it's a nice little addition, uh, something to help you throughout the season. Okay. And next week, the return of Boise Flower and Garden Show is coming back. Uh, Starts next Friday, goes through Sunday. Uh, I know Joss and Callie and my coworker Chris are all going to be teaching classes at the uh, at the show. I don't remember what they all are or what times. I haven't even given that information, but I know I think Callie's teaching a class about uh, having a lawn with a dog, which is something that's new for me this year. I haven't uh, getting the new puppy last uh, last fall. Um, I've not had a lawn with a dog, and I'm already noticing some some differences, and that's something that uh, you want to pay attention to. Um, and I think Joss is doing a class about water conservation because that's something that's been on our minds. Uh, I think it's been on a lot of people's minds, especially at Zamzo. We've been thinking about it a lot and trying to help everybody out with watering issues. And then I believe Chris is doing a class on uh, tomatoes and peppers or maybe a salsa garden, something like that. It'll be gardening related. So lots of stuff. You can get your discount coupons at all 13 Zamzos right now. Uh, so you get uh, just come in. They're free. You just grab a coupon. Don't have to buy anything or whatnot. You just get two bucks off your admission to the Boise Flower and Garden Show. And it's a fun. It's always a fun thing. If you've never been there, I'd, I'd encourage you to check it out. Zamzos, we, we've been participating in the Flower and Garden Show for many years. And uh, we have a nice big booth, lots of stuff. We'll have houseplants, all sorts of things there to check out and uh, and get to meet people. And I might even head over there after the show next week. So um, if you're going to be there, be sure to stop by the booth and uh, and say hi if we get a chance. Okay. Uh, let's see. I wanted to talk about lawn stuff today. We've been talking a lot. I think, uh, I feel like we've been talking a lot about, uh, more trees and shrubs and and gardening stuff. But this week I wanted to transition a little bit and talk more about some lawn things because that is uh, a lot of people talking about lawns, wanting to get started, wanting things to get going out in the lawn. And, uh, we want to get those lawns greened up. One of the things I've noticed, um, and you've probably noticed as well is that this March is way colder than it has been. Uh, it feels like the last few years. Um, and that changes a lot of things. And it's one of those things we always have this, we have a hard time, uh, you know, communicating, uh, those seasonal changes. Sometimes like last year, you know, we were lawns were growing, we were mowing, we were doing all sorts of things in March. And this year it's been it's remained so cold and we've had snow and just such cooler temperatures. 
uh, things haven't really started like they have in the past. So I think uh, I feel like a lot of people are kind of worried that they're missing things, but really that that those cooler temperatures just kind of push some things back. Um, you know, you'll notice. Uh, there's been no blooms on any of the trees yet. Um, you know, I still haven't seen any forsythia blooming. I haven't seen any of the fruit trees blooming. Any of the, uh, you know, cherries are one of the early ones. Apricots and peaches also bloom very early, and none of those things are blooming yet. It's just been it's been too cold. We haven't gotten those warmer temperatures, which really tell those plants to really warm up and start doing their thing and, and and wake up and start becoming the plants that we you know expect them to be so we still have lots of time there's lots of things uh we can do there's a lot of things that uh you know if you thought you missed uh i can assure you you have not we have lots of opportunity to get that stuff taken care of um so i want to get into the lawn stuff a little bit and uh i think let's see to start off uh, a lot of people are asking about whether or not they should start fertilizing. And I think my my kind of basic answer is you can really start fertilizing the lawn as soon as you are ready. You don't have to wait uh, for a specific date. There is no hard set date on like this is the day you start fertilizing. It's really kind of when you've got the time when you can get out there and start doing it. But before that, there's a few cleanup things that I really want to encourage you to do. Uh, before you start fertilizing. The first one is getting the lawn mowed. You really want to mow the lawn first. Uh, and uh, I've got a few tips that I think uh, will be helpful for you to get that lawn started off right. And uh, why don't we go ahead and get into that here in the next segment. So if you'd like to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. You can give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBY. This is the Zamzo's Garden Show, and we'll be right back. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hi, this is Joss Zamzo here with my sister Callie. Hey, Joss, what do you think of Zamzo's Backyard Berry and Fruit Fest that's going on right now at all 13 stores? It reminds me of when we were kids climbing the apple tree at our house on Northview. Dad was not excited about us climbing that tree, especially when we got bigger. That's because I'd occasionally break off a branch. You were just helping him prune it. No, I was eating the apples. Another great reason to have an apple tree, and they're not that hard to grow. They're really not, and the experts at Zamzo's can answer all your questions and help you successfully plant your new fruit tree and care for it for many years to come. And right now, during Zamzo's Backyard Berry and Fruit Fest, we have a great selection of fruit trees, including apples, pears, cherry trees, nectarines, even peaches and plum trees. Sounds peachy. I'm plum excited. Oh, brother. But what about berries? We got them, including blackberries, blueberries, raspberries, and strawberries in 27 total varieties. So if you've been afraid to plant fruit trees or berries, don't be. It's easy. During Zamzo's Backyard Berry and Fruit Fest, going on now at all 13 Zamzos. News talk doesn't have to be boring. Weekday mornings at 5. It's Casper and Chris on 670 KBOI. All right. We are back for part two of the Zamzos Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. And if you'd like to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. We've had some tremendous calls the last few weeks, and I always enjoy getting a chance to talk to folks out there in the Treasure Valley and just get to hear what's 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 happening, what you're dealing with, and, and try to help you out a little bit. So give me a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. And I am, uh, I was planning on, I'm planning on talking about some lawn stuff today, but if you have questions about anything else that's going on, 
in the lawn or garden, your trees, your shrubs, whatever, um, we can always switch around and talk about that stuff as well. All right. Um, so getting ready to start mowing the lawn, taking care of the lawn, and uh, you want to want to do a couple of things before you really get going, before you start feeding and putting your stuff down. Uh, first thing you want to do is is mow. Now, before you mow, though, I want you to take another step back and do a little bit of service on your lawnmower because lawnmowers get beat up. They get used. You know, when you think about it, you use it for like an hour every week, and then it sits in the garage for a couple of months and uh, there's you got you want to take care of it a little bit because lawnmowers uh, they if when they're running well you know there's nothing better but when a lawnmower is not working it's it's kind of the worst thing so first thing you want to do if you've never done it um, change the oil changing the oil is really easy on a lawnmower first thing you want to do there take the gas out. Um, and that's you know another really easy thing to do. You don't want to <laughs> you don't want to tip because the way you're going to change the oils, you got to tip the mower on its side. And if you do that with a full tank of gas, you're also going to be pouring out all your gasoline. So first, empty out the gas tank, which is a good thing to do because you do want to put new gas in it. Uh, but then all you're going to do is where the oil goes in, you just take that cap off. You just tilt your mower on the side with a pan underneath and you just let the oil drain out. Let it drain out until it's uh, come, it's all out and then you're going to fill it back up. Really easy oil change. You don't got to get underneath it or you know put it up on, uh, jack it up or anything. Uh, you're just going to lay it down on its side. But while it's emptying, while you're, while it's emptying and it's on its side, Get like a, a putty knife or some sort of something that's kind of got a nice sharp edge to it. And it doesn't have to be that sharp, but just something that's got an edge to it and get in there and clean out all the grass that tends to accumulate underneath. There's a lot of dead material underneath there that you've clipped. You haven't cleaned up if you, you know, you haven't done that in a while. Just clean all that stuff up. Get all that dead stuff out of there. Um, it just makes everything work a lot better and it's going to give you a cleaner cut in the long run. So, so do that while you're, uh, while the oil's draining. And then once you're, you're done, you just put it back on its side. You fill it back up. Remember to fill it back up with oil, uh, because it's not going to go for very long without that oil in it. So put the, put the oil back in and then put some new gas in it. Don't use the gas that's been sitting in the garage all winter. Um, you know, those mowers, they don't like, I've had, um, I've actually had to take in mowers because, uh, you know, it starts to get, that gas starts to get old and doesn't start, just doesn't work really well. It can't get through the carburetor really well, really well. And you just, you just tend to have issues. So get some brand new gasoline and, and fill her up and, uh, and now you're good to go. Now your first mowing, you really want to go as kind of as low as you can. You want to go as low as you can because there's so much of that dead material that's been sitting out on the lawn. You know, the grass doesn't die at the roots. The roots stay alive, but all those blades that have been underneath the snow and getting walked on and getting trampled on by the dog, all that stuff, a lot of that, the, the, those blades have died. And you want to get as much of that out of there as possible because you just don't want all that dead stuff sitting there. It's going to cause issues later down the road. What ends, what will tend to happen is if you don't clean that stuff up, the grass will still grow, but then what will, you'll, you'll get into certain mowing in spring and you'll mow and then you'll see that dead stuff down there. And a lot of times, um, that gets mistaken for some other problem. So you really want to get it really low and get all that dead stuff out of there. It's going to make it a lot cleaner. 
uh, and and you don't you just don't need all that stuff sitting around all all spring. And the nice thing about getting the the lawn mowed so low is now when the you start to see the new grass come in a lot faster and you start to get that green a lot quicker. Um, you know, it's not that the grass grows faster. It's just you get to see it a lot sooner. It doesn't have to work to grow up through all that dead stuff. So once you've cleaned up, you've gotten your mow finished. Um, you know, I, if you, if it's kind of long, what, what you might want to do is actually start a little bit higher. Uh, and then step it down one or two notches and go over it again. I know it's a little extra work, but it will be a lot easier to step it down over a few if, uh, if you need to. So keep that in mind. If you get, if you just get started and it's just, you know, having a hard time to push through, uh, that stuff, set it up just one or two notches, clean it up one more time, and then set it back down and go over it again. Once you've done all of that, once you've got your first mowing finished, that's a great time to fertilize. Um, there may be some rain uh, tonight, so uh, today would be a great day to uh, to feed the lawn, and that rain will help uh, water it in and, and get it soaked in. You don't have to water it in, um, but it doesn't do anything until you really get some good amount, a fair amount of water on there. It's going to take it a lot longer to break down and start getting into the soil and, and feeding that lawn. But we also still just need the, the soil to warm up. The soil's still pretty cool. Uh, like I was mentioning before, the, we've had a cooler start to spring here than we have in the last few years, and that just slows things down. So don't expect uh, everything to just explode all at once. I mean, it probably will once the temperatures rise, um, but it's going to take it a little bit of time to really start doing its thing. So be patient with it, but now's a great time to clean it up. You can do that today because it's cooler. You know, you're not, you're not going to have to sweat as much. It's going to be a lot nicer to work out in the lawn and garden. Uh, looks like we got a call from good old Doug. Doug, how's it going? How can I help you today? Uh, good. Um, thanks for um, that advice. I'm going to do that today. Um, Fantastic. Do we should we mold it and catch it all in a basket and dump I- it or? Yeah, I would go ahead, at least for the first mowing, I would, I would catch everything because all that stuff's dead and I, I would just want to get rid of it. You know, I mean, if you were going to, um, if you're going to, uh, do the mulching mowing, you really don't want to leave too much stuff up there. And you, because you're going to mow it a bit shorter, you're probably going to end up with a lot more material than you normally would if you were going to do a mulch mowing. Um, so yeah, I, at least for the first one. Uh, I you you should bag it all up. You're probably going to get a lot of material out of it, especially if you know it's been it's been kind of it's getting kind of long. Yeah, um, I actually called. Um, one of my friends was telling me that lived in Baker, and they used to put the fertilizer over the snow, and then by the time it's settled, you have a nice green lawn. Yeah, you know, I've heard that as well. I um it's not something I've ever really done. I I've heard people like up in like Cascade and in McCall and areas like that um have done it. I think they also have do that for um like pasture grass seed and stuff as well. Um hmm. You know, I I've never done it. It's like it's it's kind of one of those things like I I know people have done it and I'm sure it works, but I'm I, I am always just like a little paranoid. It's just because, <laughs> you know, I've never done it or experienced it. I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel right. Um, and, you know, I don't know how easy it would be to push, you know, do a push uh, spreader through the snow either. You know, it feels like it might be kind of difficult. 
Um, you know, I guess if you had yeah. a hand crank one, that might be easier. But probably a hand crank one beat this. Yeah, that's kind of what I would think because you know you start getting snow on those wheels of the the spreader. If they're not moving right, then the sp- it's not throwing that feed out properly. And yeah, you know, I always I always feel like I'll, I'll end up you know. So it's like it's kind of like I just become I. I guess it's kind of what happens when we get older, right? We become a creature, a habit. You know, it's, it's what I know, so I'm not going to change anything. Um, which isn't always healthy, but for you know, for the lawn, I I know I know what works, so that's that's just what I tend to do. But I don't uh, I don't want to discourage anyone from trying something out. If you're adventurous, give it a try. I I I, I unfortunately can't help you. <laughs> help those people yep. okay um, i know it was a um it was an idea that i mean i can't wait till we can get some snow up until now then i can start doing that yeah but um not an idea to do right now yeah until we get it all ready to go right <laughs> Yep. So, but you know, I think with the rain and everything we got uh, in the forecast, and even with just a little bit of you know the dew or the frost in the morning, as that kind of burns off and melts, you know, that's that's enough water as well. It doesn't need a lot. It just needs a little bit. And and more and more, I think we're we're kind of transitioning to uh you know we really want to focus on as the smallest or the little least amount of water that's needed right i think we've we've been so we've grown so accustomed to having such an abundance of water has been you know one of the things that's been great about idaho but we really you know last year was a real wake-up call um i think for us we really want to pay attention to that and just and do better with our water because it isn't something that uh it doesn't always last forever we can run out of it so we have to pray that this um this year is going to the hot weather is going to be in the summer, not in early. Spring. I know, right? Last year it started so so early. Um, it was uh, so tough. Well, thanks for the call, Doug. I got to go to a break. We're going to be back for uh, part three of the Zamzos Garden Show. We're talking about lawns today, but we can talk about anything else you might be interested in. Give me a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Samzo, and 2022 has been filled with surprises and uncertainty. Just when we think things are settling down, something happens that causes a supply shortage and prices go up. But there is a way for you to be in control of at least part of your food supply, and that's by growing or raising your own. At Samzo's, we've been helping people do that for almost 90 years, and we have both the products and the know-how to help you do it right. Take garden seeds, for example. Zamzo stocks both national and locally sourced seeds that will do well in our area. And right now is the time to get everything you need to start seeds indoors and grow your own produce. The same goes for raising backyard chickens that provide free farm-fresh eggs. Zamzo's has everything you need, including the baby chicks, which are now in at all stores. So this year, don't be dependent on others for your food. Grow your own with help from us at Zamzo's. 13 stores to serve you, including Fairview between Curtis and Cole. Nobody knows like Zamzo's. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Right, we are back for part three of the Zamzo's Garden Show. Today, I've been talking a little bit about lawn stuff. 
Uh, we're going to continue on with that. But if you've got something on your mind, something you'd like to talk about, whether it's lawn, garden, trees, shrubs, what have you, love to talk to you. We've had some great calls over the last few weeks. We had a great call from Doug already today. Give me a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOY. Here's another topic that we could talk about. I was thinking about this because um, it was kind of interesting news. I think I always talk about, like, why do we do, um, you know, Daylight savings time. Why do we? Why do we move back and forth? And apparently, they decided that here in the next year or so, they're going to stop daylight savings time. And I'm really interested. It sounds like it might not actually happen, um, but it is still really interesting. And I'm kind of interested in to hear like what other people think about daylight savings time. Like personally, I would say like let's just let's just go with how it is. And everybody's talking about like, well, we don't want our kids to go to the bus, be at the bus stop in the dark. And I'm like, I take my kid to the bus stop every morning and it's dark even after daylight savings time. So I don't really, I don't really get it. I'm not sure what's where that, uh, where that really comes from, but that, that argument, but um, it's a, it's an interesting topic. I don't want to get like political with it. I just, I just am interested in, you know, what other people think about it um, because it is, it is just something that we deal with. It's not, huge deal but it is something so hey if you want to talk about that or you know anything else else in the lawn and garden give me a call 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI okay so we're talking about getting the lawn cleaned up first you get a good low mowing clean up your mower get that that, that grass nice and clean mowed low Put your fertilizer down. Now's a great time also to do your uh, crabgrass preventer, do your grub preventer. Your first applications of those can go down now if you've had issues. If you want to do reseeding, you will not want to put the crabgrass preventer down right now. You can still do the grub preventer. That one will not interfere with the grass, but you do not want to do the crabgrass preventer and put seed down. There are ways to kind of get around that, but in general, those two will not mix. You can't do both of those things at the same time, generally. Now, the other thing that gets asked quite a bit, um, and a lot of people, uh, you know, start to ask questions about, and I start to see people, you know, doing this one thing or the other, um, is whether or not thatching or aerating is something that you should do, which one you should do, when you should do that one or the other one. And, uh, and it's a topic that we've talked about a lot here on the show, but I thought we could talk about it again today just because we might have some new listeners who haven't been, uh, you know, haven't done it before or not sure about it. So we'll just kind of get into it. So, um, talking about thatching first, thatching, what that is, is, uh, a lot of times in lawns, we, we get a, a buildup of organic material, uh, between the soil in the top of the grass. So where the green grass is growing, the soil, sometimes there's a layer of kind of dead material. Um, thatch isn't as big a problem here in the Northwest. The lawns that we grow don't build up a lot of thatch. It's more of an issue in Southern lawns because those lawns, the grass types that they use, um, grow by a, a runner or stolen. It's a, a modified root. It's kind of like the thing that a strawberry puts off, um, except it's grass, right? So that's how those grasses reproduce. And that little runner, over time, it dies and it they start to build up. And if you don't thatch a southern lawn on a regular basis, the lawn starts to really have a hard time 
continuing to grow. So down there, it's something that has to be done on a more regular basis. Up here, we don't have to do it very often. Usually, if you do a thatching or you know a really good one, you probably won't ever have to do it again. But if you've got a thatch issue, um, there's a lot of things that can kind of come along with that. You you know you get a lot of you have a lot of water loss. You have more instances of chinch bugs. It's just harder for the grass to get fed. Um, and, and it's just, it's just kind of not a fun thing to deal with. So I tend to like to do a thatching. If you need to do it, I want to, I prefer to do a thatch in the spring. The reason I like to do it, and this is another one. I'll take a step back here real quick. Um, when I talk about these sort of things, you'll, you can read 10 different articles about when to thatch and what to do and how all those things work. And you'll get 10 different answers. Okay. None of them are wrong. It's just different opinions. We can do it at any time. Um, the only time I don't recommend doing is in the middle of summer because it's just very stressful on the grass and you don't want to add more stress uh, when you've got that heat. So um, you can do a thatching or an aeration in spring or in fall. Either one of them is okay. Neither one is wrong. It's just a matter of what you have time for, or which one's going to do the most good for you right now for your lawn. So what I prefer to do is a thatch in the spring because once you've thatched, you've got a great opportunity to put new seed down. And you get that new seed down, the lawn comes in nice and full and thick, and it's going to look like a million bucks because if you're going to do a thatching, reseeding should go along with that. If you just do the thatching, really what you've done is you've torn up the grass and it looks horrible and it just takes it a really long time to recover. So if you're going to do the thatching or if you need to do it, be sure to work new grass seed into the budget because you really want that grass seed to down, go down with your thatching. Um, you can rent that m machine from somebody like Tate's, you know, when any of the rental companies around that have one, Rent it out. Go over the lawn multiple times. Um, you don't want to just go over it once and call it good because what you'll find is if you go over it one time and you rake all that stuff up, you'll get a lot of material. Chances are you can go over it again, rake all it up, go over it again. Keep doing that until you've really gotten as much of that material out of there as possible. You want it to get back down to the soil. So Go over it multiple times. You're going to probably end up with a lot, a lot of dead stuff if you've got a thatch buildup. Um, and actually, if you're not sure what thatch looks like, you can actually, I, I do have a video on the Zamzo's YouTube channel. I believe it is the episode where I, I think it's either the lawn water audit kit episode or the looking for bugs episode. I did where I dig up some of the lawn and I, and I actually show you where the thatch layer is. Um, and it's not really, I don't have a thick thatch layer in my lawn because I did a thatching a number of years ago. Um, but if you, once you see it and you dig up a chunk of your lawn, um, you'll notice if it's getting close to an inch thick, um, or more that, uh, that can be lead to a lot of issues. So check that out. Do that thatching. Get the seed down. You can put seed down now. Um, I would say it's a little on the early side, but I don't think it's going to be an issue right now. We're close enough to where I typically recommend putting that seed down. So go ahead and do it. And then what's really nice about that, putting that seed down now and after a thatching, is you don't really need to do a whole lot for cover. I would personally just do something like uh, a little bit of 
Humigreen over the top of it. Humigreen's a great cover. It helps hold on to some moisture and uh, gives it a nice little bit of feeding. On top of that, if you are going to do that seeding, um, don't go with a full rate of the lawn food. Step it back. So usually lawn food, we recommend you're putting down uh, one bag to 2,500 square feet. Do one bag to 5,000. And then in about four or five weeks, do another bag. So you're going to do it a little bit sooner. You're just not going to put it down all at once. Okay, so that's what you're want. That's what thatching is. That's why uh, what you would want to do this time of year, if you've got a thatch situation, you want to do it and get that get that seed down and just a sh- small amount of cover um, with that humigreen. Now, if you uh, to prevent that buildup, um, if you are consistently using humigreen, humigreen actually eats up a lot of that thatch. It's very biologically active and it increases a lot of the, the microorganisms that are in the soil and living in that grass. And um, I know my coworker, Chris, he had a thatch layer um, in his lawn and he's been using humigreen and he puts Thrive on top of it and it just decomposes. It eats that thatch layer up really quickly. So that's a great way to just keep the thatch layer from ever building back up. Just keep using more humigreen every couple of, uh, you know, you know, we, in the lawn program, you're going to put the humigreen down once. But um, do yourself a favor. Put humigreen down multiple times a year. You know, I would say it, you could, I mean, you can literally do it every time you feed your lawn. Um, but, you know, if you do one in the spring, do your humigreen in the summer and then do one in the fall, that is going to be awesome. Your lawn's going to love it. It's going to do tremendous things for your soil. And it's also going to help us with that watering issue. It's going to, you're going to find it's going to be a lot easier for your lawn to get through that really hot potter summer with less water being applied uh, during that time. So, okay, the other one that we can talk about is aeration. We'll go ahead and do that here when we come back on the Zamzo's Garden Show. We'll get into aerating and what it is, how it works, and what to do. Okay, give us a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBY. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hi, this is Callie Zamzo, inviting you to Zamzo's second annual Backyard Berry and Fruit Fest, going on now through Sunday, March 20th at all 13 Zamzos. This year, in addition to berries, we've expanded our celebration to include fruit trees, which have just arrived at most Zamzo's stores. And now's a great time to plan what kind of berries and fruit you'll want to grow this year, which is probably a wise thing to do, so you'll have plenty of fresh, nutritious food to eat, even in times of uncertainty. And to make growing your own delicious fruit and berries fun and easy, Zamzo's has designed free care sheets for apples and pears, cherries, and strawberries, and a free guide to show you when and how to spray your fruit trees. There's even a free coloring sheet for the kids, who then get a free six-pack of strawberries when they return their finished sheet to the store. We'll also be offering 30% off pottery, $10 off chicken soup for the soil, and free 321 grow tablets when you purchase any fruit tree. It's all a part of Zamzo's second annual Backyard Berry and Fruit Fest going on now through Sunday, March 20th at all 13 Zamzo's. Nate Shellman, live, weekday afternoons, 3 to 6, on 670 KBOI. All right, we are back for part four of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. And uh, if you'd like to be a part of the show, we got a few minutes left. We can certainly try to take another call or two. You can do that at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. looks like we do have a call from Bill in Gooding. Bill, how's it going? How can I help you today? 
Oh, it's going great. I was just listening to the uh, your talk about the human green on lawns. Yeah, and I was I was wondering about putting it on a garden. Oh yeah, is that same effect or absolutely? Yeah, it's uh, human green has um, well, it, it, it's absolutely going to help with the water um, stuff, um, but it's got that iron in it plus a ton of other micronutrients. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's great for the, the, the garden, lots of different uses for human green. And, uh, and you'll definitely notice a big difference putting it in the garden. You'll have nice green plants and they're going to have tons of all tons of those micronutrients that, you know, they don't get from a lot of other fertilizers. Okay. That's great. I'll try that this year then. Um, and on the daylight saving time thing. Yeah. I don't care which it is. Just don't change it. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Standard time, daylight yeah. saving time. I don't care. I just yeah. hate changing all the time. Yeah, no, anyway, I, 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 I'm, I'm with you there, Bill. I appreciate it. I don't <laughs> mind if they roll it back one more time or just, you know, once we once we stick with it, right, it's, it yeah. just becomes normal. And I was yeah. also wondering if other countries do it. I mean, do, do other countries have – Anything like that? I don't know. I've never heard of it. I don't know. Other... Well, Mexico doesn't because I was just down there. Yeah, okay. And when so... we changed our date, I say, well, unless they do it at different dates, I suppose that's possible. But yeah, anyway, I was down there. They, they didn't change. Yeah, interesting. All right. Well, thanks for the call, Bill. I appreciate that. Good luck with the garden this year using that human green. It is a great way uh, to just feed those plants long, long term, gets lots of good stuff out of it. You know, uh, human green is also really good for, uh, your compost pile. Um, you know, it's always kind of weird to talk about putting like fertilizers or other things in the compost pile, but, um, it actually helps it compost faster. And the end result, um, is a, a, a richer, richer compost that you can use on lots of other things as well. So, uh, looks like we got another call from Rob in Boise. Rob, how's it going? How can I help you today? Doing well. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Okay, so I may be going a little far afield here, and I also realized that <laughs> Zamzo's between you know lawn care programs and human green and fertilizer, obviously, um, is a, probably a staple of of the products you folks sell, but. I guess I just wanted your opinion in general. I, I guess I have a real aversion to lawns and the continual proliferation. I don't know if you've been to Las Vegas recently, but there isn't, I mean, the only lawns you see are AstroTurf. And yeah. most people have rocks and cactus in their front yard. And I, I guess I just really think this water thing is a lot worse than people even begin to know. And you see these you know, you see the city of Boise watering the, the medians in the rain, and you see, uh, you know, people running their sprinklers in the rain. And I guess just in general, I'm, I really have a, I really am worried, and I think that lawns are probably the biggest waste of water, um, you know, in this country. And so anyway, I, I didn't mean to go political. I just <laughs> just curious, you know, yeah. kind of bringing it back together from where I sit. Yeah. Um, my son, my son, in fact, this week just. Uh, tore out what was left of his grass. His dogs had, had ruined it. Yeah, and he put astroturf in, and it looks amazing. Yeah. So, um, Rob, I appreciate you. I appreciate your calling. Um, I will say that I I think there's a there's always a cultural shift when it comes to a lot of these things, right? We've had lawns in Idaho for a long time. Um, they've been a staple. 
I don't personally think that it's probably going to last. I think you're probably right. I think those things will probably change. I, I'm kind of with you on a lot of those things. We waste a lot of water on lawns. In the meantime, while there are people with lawns, um, we want to do the best that we can. And so that's why we've really focused on our and, and are continuing to focus on at Zamzo's really kind of trying to f- help people understand that there is so much you can get away with so little water on your lawn. Last year, I started doing a thing. Uh, I only watered my lawn twice a week and and that was it. And my lawn was fine the entire summer. And it was one of the hottest summers we've I, I can remember having being here in Idaho. Um but there, and there, there are some people that want lawns, and you know, I'm not going to be one to judge someone that wants a lawn or doesn't want a lawn. Uh, I think for those that do have a lawn, for those that do want a lawn, uh, we want to get the message out that there's, we can be better about how we use those resources, and that's really what I want to try to talk about and want to preach on, um, because I do get it. I get I, there's a lot of places that don't grow lawns. I mean, Arizona is a place where you know you just don't have lawns. You do different things, and I think those things will shift. Um, you know, they they probably will. Um, and it's something I've been thinking a lot about. It's something I've been talking about a lot at the office uh, because I think you know we as a company who sells a lot of lawn care products need to be ready for that. Um, so yeah, it's a deep. It's a deep, deep question. It's a lot of stuff to get into, to dig into there, but I do appreciate your call, Rob. Thank you very much. Um, let's see. Let's go ahead and try Let's get Janet in Middleton in. Janet, how's it going? How can I help you today? Yes, I'm uh, concerned about a fungus. We took, uh, my husband took a sample down to the store, and they gave him some uh, chemical, and he put it on several times. It didn't seem like it took care of it. We even put some dawn on there and we have a boy that mows our lawn in the subdivision. I wonder if some wondered if somehow you could get it, the fungus back from the lawnmower or something. And then I also read that, uh, you know, I thought, well, the winter kill will get rid of it. And then it said, well, yeah, it won't the kill will kill the fungus in the winter time. Yeah. It would a bug. So I wondered if you had any suggestions when we talked about reseeding it and, and aerating it and wondered if that might work. Those, yeah. So ultimately, the, when it comes to a, a bug or a disease in the lawn or in a plant, there's usually some other underlying cause. And a lot of times that comes down to the soil. Uh, the fertilizing, the watering, all those things play into it. So I think you're absolutely right. Doing something like an aeration, doing some top dressing, getting some some new soil down in there, or just improving the soil as best you can, can make a huge difference. It can move around on lawnmowers. It can move around on your feet. It really kind of depends on what kind of uh, fungus or disease it, it is. Um, some of them just kind of are persistent, something like a fairy ring. Um, those really, uh, the only way to really get rid of that is through that aeration and, and doing some of those drastic things. Um, so yeah, definitely. I would really recommend you do some of those things and uh, I think you'll, you'll see a big improvement on that. All right. We are just about out of time. Thank you all for the calls. I appreciate it. Um, it's good, good talk, good, good things to talk about. And, uh, we will be back next week here on the Zamzo's garden show on KBOI.
Hi, this is Josh Samzo. Now, are you tired of looking at a yellow lawn and ready to see some green out your window? Well, why not wake your lawn up early with Samzo's Lawn Food? We realize applying Samzo's biologically correct lawn food early won't raise the soil temperature nor the outside temperature, but applying Samzo's Lawn Food now will make sure that the moment the sun comes out and the soil and outdoor temperatures do start to rise, your lawn will start to grow and turn green weeks before your neighbor's does. You see, Dad wanted to invent the world's best lawn food, so he tinkered with the ingredients and tested it over and over until he found the right combination of ingredients that worked well in all types of Treasure Valley soils. Dad called this formula Zamzo's Lawn Food and it's the same food you can buy right now, one bag at a time, or as part of our annual lawn program. So if you want a healthy green lawn instead of a yellow one, wake your lawn up early with Zamzo's Biologically Correct Lawn Food. 13 stores to serve you including CUNA on Main Street across from the park. Nobody knows.